This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Hey, what's up, everybody? We've got some good news for you. We're doing a live show right now, so that means you're hopefully watching this live on a number of different channels. I'm here with Kevin. Normally, Kevin would do the introduction, but Kev, do you, do you want to explain what's happening on your side of the world right now? I really don't. I don't have a voice. I'm so sorry. This isn't like, I don't have a voice. I'm having an existential crisis. This is, I don't have a voice. I yelled at the Virginia DMV for putting an errant lock on my account. Rap, you're going to have to do... The heavy lifting good news people have complained they can't tell our voices apart they sure as shit can today but actually hold on i'm sorry i just i have to take this call real quick from manscaped it's about the light they put on it and uh, what geniuses they are and don't forget if manscaped calls you to put in verbal tap 15 that's verbal tap 15 this is verbal tap you can look like the new chase hooper that joke will make sense in a few minutes it will do you understand how nervous I got as a person with facial hair that you put it that close to your beard? I, I almost answered it this way and was like, that's pretty stupid. Let's flip it. So I don't like take a chunk out because this thing works. Fair. It's not going to hurt me. That's the guard. Well, here's what I can tell you about our guest today. So our guest today is an excellent human being. He finished with a heel hook, which made all of jujitsu proud. However, I must brace everybody because he's been on the interview circuit. And yes, you've seen him. With Sorry. his luscious uh, hair that you've seen traditionally before, but I must brace you guys for what he looks like today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Who I was told by our producers was Chase Hooper, but you be the judge with this haircut that he has right now. Chase, how are you doing, sir? Good. Just, uh, you know, noticeably colder, um, it, but pretty good overall. It's like we've got his evil twin, Chase Hooper yeah. or something. I mean, handsome. Don't get me wrong. Just, uh, I don't, I don't know. Chase, what was the reason behind getting a haircut? Because when you told me you were getting a haircut, I initially got worried. And then I see this and you look like an upstanding accountant right now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, it's probably been like a year and a half since I had my hair short and I just kind of get tired of it every now and again. Like, uh, especially even training, like just having dudes like rip it out. And then it's kind of a weird, like. I don't know, just stuff like that, or like uh, I look like a little more of a hooligan with the hair long, and I like looking a little more businessy, like you know, a little classier, not as ridiculous looking every now and again with the short hair. Okay, well, I guess this begs a certain question: Will you still be able to be in the funky bunch without the hair? Because I don't know if you've really thought about all of your business propositions. Yeah, my my thing is that it my hair grows pretty quick especially after fights when i'm just eating like all the time um so it'll probably be you know growing back out in another month or two anyways probably closer to two or three but you know it'll be just fine for the next uh you know next stuff i do with ben if if anything so i think it'll be fine you went from like mma's elf on a shelf to uh essentially you look like you should be in glee now and i don't even know if that's a dated <laughs> reference 
Chase, you just had a huge heel hook finish, which makes me nervous because that means I know you're a heel hooker, so you cannot be trusted. No offense. I've been doing jujitsu long enough to know. But two, people keep calling you nice, and I don't trust it. Where does this nice reputation come from? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm a nice guy. I think it's just that I don't, like, I don't trash talk anybody because I'm not confident enough for that. So then people, you know, are just like, oh, he's a nice guy because he doesn't trash talk anybody. But I could just be and really you- insecure and, you know, people are just taking it as being nice. Yeah, except you're a professional fighter and you just get in there and beat people up. So that's actually kind of funny to hear that maybe there's insecurity or maybe he's just hiding the violence, everyone. Yeah, you know, it's one or the other. When we're talking about the fact that you got this heel hook finish, you gave a nice shout out on over to Ryan Hall. How did you guys get linked up? Uh, It was actually crazy. Uh he just like DM me on Instagram one day and was like, Hey, uh, what do you think about training? And I was like, for sure. Like, I, I definitely want to train with you type of thing. It's uh, yeah, it was so random, but I was like, yeah, I definitely want to take advantage of the opportunity. And, uh, yeah. Cause it was, uh, he was trying to get ready for his fight with Ricardo Lamas. Um, and he was like, Hey, you want to come out and train? And, uh, yeah, I was out there for like a week and it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, you. Oh, go ahead, Raf. No, I was just gonna say you have to put this in terms to other people so that they understand it. Ryan Hall doesn't really just kind of DM most people and be like, "Yo, you want to do some heel hook fun?" Uh, so for you to get that that kind of confidence from him, who is one of the best jujitsu games in all of MMA, uh, at least that we've seen. I don't remember him anymore as an MMA fighter, but when you get that note from him. And you get that, and you say, oh, man, that's going to be cool. You're also a big jiu-jitsu nerd. Did that feel pretty good to be put in that class as well? Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was like, I, I don't really deserve to. Oh. In for the fight. I'm gonna... there he is. He's back. Yep, you're back. Sorry, my bad. Oh, uh, Yeah, no, it was just like uh, I was didn't really feel like I deserved to be there, but I was trying to, you know, take advantage of it. And it was really refreshing to be able to, you know, go with someone that's that high level and to just kind of see, you know, like this is kind of the ceiling of it is like this is the highest level. um, And I'm able to train with this guy and just try to, you know, sponge as much information as I could, which luckily he's a, a, you know, a really good teacher. So. And were you at his academy at 5050 or does he do fight camps? Yeah, he, uh. I think he does all his training out of his gym right now, um, I'd imagine. But, yeah, we were over there. Hell, yeah. In lovely Northern Virginia, whom I'm still fighting with their DMV. Anyway, sorry, it triggered me. That is essentially how Kevin lost his voice. (laughs) If we're doing full disclosure here, it is very random. So I'm like, I'm very happy that you went to go train with Ryan Hall. But there is a a deep tinge that uh, sends Kevin into a madness when you mentioned Virginia because he was on the phone with people. I just wish you would stop by the DMV and told me my license was suspended. Then I would have known. Chase, you're in the middle of a sports kind of dream moment, right? You've been putting the work in. You're not new necessarily to the grappling world or, or even even some of the, the MMA diehards. But when you arrive on the sports scene with a big moment like that heel hook 
what shifts is the attention like i've seen you on eight podcasts on your twitter feed right you're getting interviewed you're getting the haircut tell us about living this moment where you got to kind of live one of the big fantasies we all have which is a big sports moment leading to a tidal wave uh i don't know it's kind of uh there's a lot of good but there's a lot of like you know bad on the fringes um i think that just kind of goes with everything with the social media stuff nowadays is like you know, 95% of the people are, you know, like, oh, that was cool. Like, oh, nice job. And then you have the 5% that are super vocal, you know, telling you how terrible you are and, like, how you need to just, like, give up and, like, that type of stuff. Right. But DC and of- Joe Rogan, they are included yeah. in that 5%. I felt so bad for, for sure. you because, dude, I, I heard that commentary and it's kind of weird when they start doing that and they're like, well, it's a wrap. We should get them out of here. And I was like, the fight's not even done. But I yeah. think it's kind of a, a kind of a recruitment of you kind of have to fill time when you're doing these things. And obviously the fight's still going on, but they're working off of a narrative. You were very vocal about saying it felt weird. And I, I want you to continue on what that moment feels like, but when are you able to get past that? And when are you able to just kind of celebrate the moment? Because sometimes it is harder with that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, more of the issue is. You know, getting in on that narrative. That's kind of, uh, you know, the thing that I was more concerned about than the commentary itself. Um, but at the end of the day, like a win's a win and they're, that's the only thing that really matters is like getting a win, but also having like a, you know, something that's decent to watch back. Um, you know, people like that type of stuff. And I'm sure that goes a long way with the UFC. Um, you know, as far as getting fights going again and, you know, having them still like you and all that, cause that's kind of the main thing is you definitely want to stay on the good side. Um, at least I do. Do they know about this haircut? Has Joe Rogan been uh, consulted? <laughs> no, I just got the haircut about, you know, a good uh, 30, 45 minutes ago. So there's going to be a moment and you're going to have to forgive me. I've been watching the movie Bombshell, which is about Fox News. But there's going to be a moment. Dana White's like, you know, Chase, I, I like the longer hair. And that's all he's going to say. It's not going to be specific. <laughs> it's it's just going to be like, you know, we were talking about fighting, getting you booked again on the main. But, you know, we just we like the longer hair. I'm just messing with you. This was not just a win, by the way. You're a you're a jujitsu icon. We we love two things. We love heel hooks in MMA, and we love annoying T-shirts. So, to me, has anyone reached out grappling wise that shocked you? Uh, a cool one was uh, Dean Lister actually DM me. I was like, you know, that was uh, surprising. You know, he's kind of the OG. Leg lock he's guy, the mayor you know? of leg attacks. He's yeah, the leg attack he's the, mayor reached out to you. <laughs> he's literally the, the guy that's like, oh, why ignore 50% of the body? Um, to be honest, though, it did feel a little dirty, um, you know, <laughs> finishing a heel hook. I told my coaches, like, uh, you know, hopefully I don't get, you know, the bonus because then I'll have to spend it all on, you know, like drugs and stuff. You know, you can't spend that money <laughs> – on you know non-illegal things obviously if you get it for a heel hook at least but uh that was actually my first time uh attempting to finish a heel hook really so it was kind of uh wait 
What do you mean in MMA or just in general? Uh, in like general, you were trying. Oh, you mean you were trying to break it? Yeah, like you know, in the gym you're cool. You're like, oh, I got the position type of stuff. You know, that's more what we end up doing is like, oh, I got into the position. You're pretty locked out. I could probably finish it type of thing. But more yep. just, yeah, that was the first time I ever like tried to reef on it, and it was actually a lot easier than I thought it'd be. Well, the dark side took you pretty quickly there, kid. I just yeah. like the fact that as I was watching you set it up, and I mean, we did a little breakdown, uh, which you were very kind to say some words about. Um, but, you know, when we did it, part of the reason why I wanted to do your move specifically was that I said we don't get a ton of those in MMA. And so when we do, we really do rally behind the community. And it's so much nicer when you get this great story with you and Ryan and you've been working on it. So to us, it looks like you've been doing this for a long time. And I know that you might have heard this on the breakdown, but one of my friends knew Pete. And so he's sending me text message being like, I don't like this curly haired kid. And I go, you don't even know him. Like, shut up, dude. He's, he's a good, nice kid. He's just like, I don't like him. I, I, I can't see him winning this. And then as soon as he won, he's like, I like him now, but like, you know, I'm mad he won. And I go, well, I'm not really mad. It was a heel hook and all of us think it's pretty dope. So, Yeah, I mean, I can respect that. It's always, you know, I always root for the people that I've, you know, like even if I just walk past them at the Performance Institute or something, I'm like, oh, I want that guy to win. You know, just because you know him more than the other guy. And that's just, you know, that's kind of the thing. If you're, you know, even just like a casual fan, you're like, oh, I know this guy a little better. I want him to win. So I don't really hold any grudges against that. Well, I do. He's no longer on my uh, Christmas list. So I've taken him off all the accoutrements from Verbal uh, Tap. I would say this, though. You know, it, it is nice. You were able to set it up. I mean, one of the beautiful things about it is is that you're able to implement it in MMA in a nice way. The feint that you were setting up to make it happen, I thought, was a, a perfect nice integration. Way. In a cruel, knee surgery-inducing <laughs> nightmare way. Go on. <laughs> But I guess what we're saying here is um, now that that's happened, you know, you got a great note from Dean Lister. That's got to feel pretty good. You mentioned something that I think kind of triggered my ear in the post presser, which was that you said you were going to go celebrate because they were asking, you know, hey, you're, you're old enough. Do we see beers in your future? Now, I'm somebody who drinks, but I didn't drink for a long time. So I understand I don't like pressuring people to drink when they don't need to. But one thing did stick out to me, which was that you said you were going to go celebrate with coffee. So why coffee as a celebration drink? Was that just the first thing that jumped to your mind or do you drink them after fights? Uh, I just drink a lot of coffee, especially uh, like the whole kind of lead up when I'm dieting down and stuff. Uh, somebody told me one time, like when you're cutting calories, you replace it with caffeine type of thing. So instead of, you know, 2,000 calories, you go 2,000 milligrams of caffeine. Well, not quite, but, you know, that type of thing. Oh, Jesus. I was up to drinking like four or five cups of coffee a day. <clears throat> um, like to the point where I, uh, for some reason, we have some like decaf coffee in my freezer. So I'd be like, before bed, I'd have a decaf coffee so my heart wouldn't explode type of thing. Um, but yeah, I've been drinking coffee since I was a little kid and it's just, you know. That's my one thing, really, besides the sugar and all that. Well, you're going to be the first fighter that's going to OD from coffee. So we're, we're a little nervous about you. But I would tell you this. During the pandemic, we actually had somebody do an Instacart where they bring the food to us. And one of the guys, you know, you want to give a good tip. But one of them accidentally brought decaf by accident. And I was like, I feel like I might not tip this kid because who is drinking decaf? 
So uh, that's how rough the pandemic has been for all of us. Kev, did you want to ask him a little bit about not just the the celebration, but like what do you end up doing once you win? Well, yeah, because I famously don't trust you still. I don't trust the niceness. I don't trust the soft exterior. It's a mountain of bonus money cocaine. Uh, again, I'm kidding <laughs> out there. But especially now I'm I'm torn because I also love coffee. So you're just making me like you slowly throughout this interview. And it's mm. really driving me nuts. What do you do to celebrate? What's your, your thing, right? Because to me, you're doing something highly personal, which is fighting. Right. There's, there's, you could argue there's not a ton more personal. Well, winning kind of comes with something. What do you do to celebrate a victory like this? Yeah, so this one specifically, it was kind of weird because of all the... Uh, UFC's actually made the like COVID restrictions a little tighter. So essentially, like uh, the whole week, they were like, hey, you can't even like get an Uber. You have to like only use our mode of transportation type of thing, like even go to the store. That's actually a Nick a Nick Diaz rule. They just blame COVID, but it's a lot they've been doing it since yeah. Diaz didn't get on the plane. Yeah. That's really the nice thing is they like they know that there are a lot of dumb fighters out there and they won't just assume that you know things. So they'll go out of their way to help you and like let you know exactly what's going on, exactly when, you know, where you need to be, what the guy's gonna look like, you know, they're like, Oh, just look for the guy with the little UFC thing, all right? And then, uh, you know, so that makes it easier. But uh, my girlfriend was actually uh, came out to watch the fight from her hotel room type of thing so we could hang out after. Um, But essentially the thing was they were like, okay, uh, you can do whatever you want after the fight, but you can't come back to this hotel. Like you can't come back here and you're on your own. You got to figure out your own way to the airport. Um, So pretty much I left my corners and stuff at the hotel uh, that we had for the week. And then I went to go hang out with my girlfriend. Uh, we walked around the strip a little bit, and we went to uh, this Italian place, Batista's, I think. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> Had some yep. raviolis, and that's about it. It was a good night. Sounds amazing. Walking Vegas and having some Italian food. That's the yeah. real reason Lim- I got this Limping place. around Vegas, I'm sorry. Limping around Vegas. Well, you know, you got to fight. You weren't at the hospital, so fuck it. You're good. Yeah. True. And I mean, you know, they have a lot of those little scooters that I'm sure you could probably get. And I think that's probably, you know, next time something bad happens to you, I've definitely gotten drunk enough where that scooter has been very helpful to me on the Vegas Strip. So just speaking from experience here. And I, I would saw tell a girl you this. in a very small dress that could have used a scooter. The poor thing face planted <laughs> so hard at three in the morning. She was a, she was a trooper, though. She just kind of got up bleeding. She's like, fine. <laughs> Uh, you know, John Carlos says maybe a coffee stout in the future for this young man. If he is going to come to the dark arts known as uh, beer, I would highly suggest a coffee stout. So we'll, we'll very nicely. Thank you very much for that note there. Since we're talking about this, I do want to transition to a couple of photos that we kind of found um, that we think need a little bit of context. And we really hope that you'd be able to provide us that context. So I hope you don't mind. Uh, this is just kind of important that we get this because we're true journalists here on the show. So hmm. the first of which is going to be... I get my vodka, Raph, but go on with your, your journalistic photos. Thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin. The first photo that we've got here, and I guess this is just maybe just an order of operation sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the great before and after, though, so people can see why we were shocked. When exactly. He got on camera. But the gloves, 
did you not have any time to take them off? Because I'm just concerned here. So it was, it's like a weird thing where, uh, like immediately after the fight, they take the gloves off and they take your wraps off to do the medical checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do like your interviews and stuff. And then they're like, Hey, put them back on. You have some like photo stuff to do. And then immediately after the photo stuff, they're like, Oh, you have a press conference thing after. So I just kind of left him on type of thing. Did you notice that anybody else acknowledge this sort of a thing? Because to me, it stuck out. I don't see a ton of fighters and post-pressers who have their gloves still on. No, I just, you know, they're pretty comfy and it was cold outside. So, <laughs> you know, I was taking all the extra insulation I could get. Granted, I was I was already looking at you like you're a leg locker, which is untrusting. But I was like, that guy's ready to fight a journalist. He's going to punch <laughs> the first person that asks him a bad question. For sure. Yeah. I just got to let him know. I guess that transitions nicely to this. What business do you have trying to do my job? Because I thought that you're funny, you're a nice kid, and then I saw you doing what I do, and then I immediately got territorial and being like, whoa, 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 slow your roll here, kid. So at what point did you start coming up with the concept that you wanted to go and interview people? Uh, I've been kind of, you know, buddies with a couple of guys at Fight Pass for a while. And, uh, you know, every now and again, they'll just be like, hey, you want to come use some of Fight Pass's budget? And we'll kind of film some stuff, put it out there, make some content. And uh, my main thing is I never say no. So, you know, I'm kind of down for whatever. And that just kind of uh, one of the times they were just like, hey, you want to interview some fighters? It was the uh, uh, Connor Cerrone card, I think. We have a very different relationship with the UFC. Um, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I would tell you this. I thought you were pretty funny. And that's what usually makes me a little nervous is that I'm like, no, we like to have the joking and the fun and the memes and all that sort of stuff. And then when I see a fighter can do both, I just immediately think to myself, well, there goes us liking them. And yet somehow you stuck around in our like column. So we're very, very pleased to say that. But in that same vein... I guess we should go to this, which is, what business do you have trying to make Ben Askren funnier than he actually is? Because to the rest of us, I don't really think he's that funny. But yet, you guys together is quite hilarious. How did that come together, and why do you feel the need to give him all of the the extra humor he probably doesn't deserve? Uh, I don't know. It just kind of came together from the, uh, you know, from the tweets and stuff that he made after my debut of like oh you know good job son that type of thing um <laughs> and i was trying to uh kind of link him back up with the george mosfidal thing uh because macy barber was on that card i was trying to get him to you know buy me some ice cream and we'd film it or something type of thing uh but that didn't really work out and then you know just kind of flash forward to what like july or august um you know he, we ended up, you know, filming this stuff for, I guess, kind of our own uh, social medias and then, you know, pranking Ariel. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, soak up all of Ben's followers type of thing, really, you know. <laughs> kind of like an amoeba. I'm trying to get big enough so I can, you know, absorb his stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of see. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like a mutually beneficial thing. And I have a good time, you know eating all his food and all that. And uh, yeah. 
when you say you're eating his food, what are you stealing off of him? Like, what kind of food are you taking off? Because you mentioned that food is your main vice, aside from coffee, that you like to ingest. So what kind of stuff are we talking about stealing here? Uh, I had him buy me some monsters uh, for the filming that we did for Fight Pass. Um, I've eaten plenty of his cereal. Uh, I don't like to ask for a lot of things, so it was more whatever I could find. Um... I was eating some of his chips for probably like a, you know, the whole couple of days I was down there. That one bag I pretty much demolished. Um, and then, you know, lots of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, basic kid stuff. I think a Yeah, I was about to say, you're, you're very much giving me answers as a 20-year-old kid would, would tell me. a bit like, well, what kind of food do you have? And it was like, well, start off with the monsters. That's meal course number one that we're going to go with. I, between that and the caffeine, Kev... I don't know if he knows what the ghost of Christmas future sounds like to him, but these things sound terrifying to the both of us who are far older. And monster is the perfect crime because it's just sugar, caffeine, <laughs> some murder blood that they put in that. <laughs> I I have to I have a nickname question because you just mentioned that you don't say no to anything. I was like, oh, that'd be a good nickname, Chase. I don't say no to anything, Hooper. You already have a very Glee-based nickname. The Teenage Dream. Now, you're 21. How long do you stick with the nickname? Do you like it? Was it bequeathed to you by ESPN? Like, where does it come from? How much opportunity do we have to rename you in a year? All right, we're back. Yep, sorry. I, I think we lost you. But I'm asking you about your Teenage Dream nickname. Oh, oh, oh. You are frozen with the gravity of this question you can see hang with us while we have some small technical errors Raph, you, but you know what i'm talking about oh Teenage, yeah absolutely I mean, do i get to re-nickname him when he you know when he finds us <laughs> i think it's just hard because you're you're anticipating what happens when he is no longer a teenager which is kind of where we're at chase can you hear us can you figure out what we're making out in terms of words here, sir? Nope. I think he is in the same realm of uh, being stilled uh, for just a second here. Stay silent, Choppy, if I can re-nickname you. <laughs> hey, perfect rap. You Absolutely. Everybody put your seatbelts on. Oh, he started moving again. I don't want to get heel hooked. Yeah, no, I this is always very the... careful how much shit I talk here, people. <laughs> this is always the funnest aspect of this game is looking to see if in the picture it's moving at the right amount of speed. Chase, I kind of hear what's going on in the background. Do you hear us okay, bud? He's going to have to reboot it. He's going to have to do what uh, his opponent's knee joint did yep. and exit and then re-enter. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Now I think I'm back. All right, Sorry. excellent. No problem. We're happy to work through it. But Kevin had a very important question in regards to what I think has been a long time coming for your nickname. Okay. Oh, they still, they, ESPN has Ian McCall on this still. I love it. Chase, did you get the question about your nickname? Uh, one more time, please. It cut back <laughs> out again. Right as you started talking to. You're good. It's the I can see it's still moving, so I feel somewhat confident. Your nickname's the Teenage Dream. 
did you choose it? How much leeway do we have? What year do you think we kind of reassess? Yeah, uh, it was one of my teammates that kind of just came up with it. You know, I think it was partially the Katy Perry song, uh, you know, partially because it doesn't fit me at all, or at least it didn't when I was, you know, 15 or 16, you know, just a super awkward kid. Uh, but I did end up dropping the teenage part from it, you know, just cause I thought it got pretty creepy at 20, you know, when you're not a teenager anymore, being a teenage dream is a little creepy, but you know, well, I still respond I don't know to if it. You know this. ESPN issued it as one of the best nicknames behind the story. And that was like two months ago. So I, can I just offer this like a fight camp, bring some creative minds to the table. Raph and I, you show me that heel hook. Fees waved. Let's just come together and uh, agree on a really cool nickname. So that was that was my uh, follow up, despite ESPN's praise of it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I'm always up uh, open to suggestions. Yeah, I'm gonna think about something coffee themed. It's gonna take me a few weeks. This is not <laughs> gonna be something overnight. So now that we're ground. Just off the finally ground is an easy one. It's a type of coffee ground. He is good on the ground. Everybody's like, That's there's no good. bad ideas in brainstorming. But that was a pretty good off the top, off the cuff, Kevin. You know, we, we get paid the big bucks for our creativity here. Chase, if this is the case, we've seen some call outs happening here. So we've seen that your your father, if you would were to say, at least in storyline form is being called out by a Paul brother. Have you prepared to be called out by a Paul brother, or would you like to call out a Paul brother to also get on that card at some point? Because we're concerned about why these things are happening at this point. I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of cliche when people are jumping on it. It's like the, the thing where people are like, oh, I want to fight Connor. Like, just everybody calling out Connor after their fight. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Like, unless you're, like, a Derek Lewis. It's not, like, it's not original anymore. Right. But I I didn't. He's frozen, you know. Raph. Oh, no, he's you're back. back. You're, you're okay. going to take over funniest MMA person from Brendan Schaub. You already have. The world just hasn't caught up with it. But you're <laughs> right here. That's a. It's, I, I would like to take this moment to call out Conor McGregor, who's been ducking me for years. But that's a, that's Classic. actually an interesting. It's an interesting perspective in terms of like, uh, do you has anyone fun called you out? I guess do you want to be called out by a Paul brother? Like, do you feel like it would be funny if all of a sudden it came, or you're good without it? I think it'd be super random. I think I'd be a well. They called out Conor McGregor. Like, I don't, they, they haven't earned that, now, so. That one makes sense. But, like, hey, Ben Askren's fake kid, fight me type of thing. I don't, I don't know. They, I feel like uh, I could just be like, hey, I'm one of your subscribers on YouTube. And then they just feel bad about it. I'm not, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm the age demographic for sure. I mean, I just, you say it's random and yet. Here is an exhibition match between Mayweather and one of the Paul brothers. 
And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that random is the new normal. So I think that's what we're just trying to pace ourselves with. And more importantly, they're going to see this and they're going to be like, he wasn't even interested. What a sign of complete disrespect. (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) So don't worry. You're playing it right. I've worked my whole life for this bullshit. How the hair does he not give me the credit I've deserved? Does he know how many likes I get on my videos? This is bullshit. Yeah, that might be the way to go for sure. I'm Kev. sure if there was a, you know, anything more than what I'm making now, that'd be definitely, uh, you know, a convincing factor as far as, you know, looking like an idiot on TV again type of thing. Well, the good news cool. for you, it doesn't look like Dana wants to play along, so I think you're safe for right now. I don't know that other people will not find themselves in that realm, but I just know that when I looked down and I saw that, Ben had been put in there, my immediate thoughts were, oh no, this will go to the sun now very, very quickly. But Kevin, you had some questions that I think are holiday-based, correct? Well, Chase, are you ready to enter the no-spin pressure zone? Yeah, I'm ready. As long as the internet That was trepidatious. Yeah, I was like, as long as the connection keeps us here. Now, these are just going to be some fun, quick-fire, holiday-themed questions. Are you ready? Okay. How would you submit Santa Claus? You have to fight Santa. Uh, How are you finishing him? Probably like a guillotine. I think that'd just be the most polite way. Or like a rear naked choke. Some did not put me on the naughty list type of thing. <laughs> That's there interesting. Okay. I was expecting. I I would be impressed too if you can guillotine him with that effing beard. But you can definitely RNC him. There's still. a large chin. A uh, strap that you can get there. You just don't know exactly when it starts and where Santa's neck begins. So it, it is a little confusing in that respect. I would say this, though, Kev. I don't know if you got this vibe off of what he was putting out there, but I got concerned because it looked like he has thought about that before. It did not look like the first time. No, I agree. <laughs> he was like, I'll call or choke that fat mother. Uh, you've got an MMA fighter in your life, an actual one. What's the Christmas gift you get them? What do we get MMA fighters in our life? Steak? It's probably Omaha steaks at this point, but for him, it's probably going to be a coffee. Ah. Oh, we lost him. He's back. We got you. Can you hear us, Chase? See? My, my quick fire game, which is going to end with, you've replaced Gary Tonin as one of Santa's elves. How do you and Gary solve it? He's definitely replaced. He's on Gary's corner, by the way. Young. He'll hook someone in a cage. It wasn't in Asia. He's on a lot of Gary's corners. Here's some good news. I can kind of see him moving again. This is a great exploration into figuring out how this works in a live setting. Chase, I'm seeing you move a little bit. Give me an all-clear signal when it looks like we're back. Oh, I see him moving again. Yep, he's exiting and returning back into this. So you and I will have a nice little chat while we wait for him to return, Kev. Oh, Chase is already back on it. Dude, he got in. I'm going to tell you how I would submit Santa. I'd distract him with some cookies, and then Mm -hmm. I'm knee-barring that big Mati Kai because I don't want him to get top pressure on me. That's a fair assessment. We do have Chase back over here. Okay, so Chase, the question was, what do we get the MMA fighter for Christmas in our lives? All right, I think I'm back. You are. You're good. You are. So we're returning to the question, what do you get the MMA fighter for Christmas in our lives? 
probably a new cup. Everybody needs a new cup, new jock strap. Athlet- you know, they probably don't wash it enough. Cool. Athletic, not bourbon. Okay. I was following. Uh, do you get into the tie business? I have to ask because Joe Rogan won't stop talking about the tie, tie cup or, or jock strap. Do you have a preference? You go traditional? I just got, uh, I used to have a, like a $10 sporting goods store cup. And I actually just upgraded because my jock strap broke, um, which was kind of weird. Uh, I upgraded to one of the like diamond cups. Okay. Which which actually paid off because I did end up getting kicked like right in the dick in the fight. So. <laughs> and humble brag that he broke his jock strap. I heard that. That's <laughs> I would have thought they provided like UFC sanctioned ones, but no, you just got it at dicks. No, the way they do it is the um, with like the diamond cups. I'm sure if you've seen a jock strap, they have like the logo all over it. So you're just like, like, all right, hey, bring us your jock strap, and then they like. Uh, essentially take a black sharpie and run over all the logos with it um so if you're you know shorts come down or anything they don't get that free advertising um, we have interviewed thousands of fighters this detail <laughs> has never been revealed to me you are the first person to tell me that now you know some dudes just handling all the cups i don't even remember what we were doing before this moment this is all that <laughs> consumes me now I'm going to go to my last question. You and Gary Tonin are both elves for Santa. And he's clearly noticed you've replaced him as the most exciting grappler in MMA. How do you two resolve that issue as elves? Hopefully uh, something not grappling related because I don't want to get beat up or heel hooked by Gary Tonin. So maybe like a, you know, like a snowball fight or something. I don't know. I don't know what elves do for, for their free time. I dig it. I don't like the respect you're giving to Gary Tonin. I was hoping I was going to be able to start a feud early, but here we go. As somebody who has feuded with Gary Tonin for, what, seven, eight years at this point now, I can give you some hints. He will literally try to beat you at everything, and yet he still to this day has not shown up to karaoke against me, even though he's the one that challenged me. So I'm letting you know there are avenues that I'm sure you can build out there. And I'll be very clear with you. There is no way in hell Gary would ever beat me in karaoke. Just putting it out there for our audiences forever and ever. I'm all out of love. Oh, God, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. Um, Sorry, guys. I just, I was curious about that. And I guess you, you mentioned with Gary, and I guess that kind of brings into the idea of a grappling sense. Do we see you kind of do a submission underground at some point? Do we see you do something fun on the grappling side? Because I don't know what 2021 brings. I know that UFC has events at literally every weekend. Now, sometimes during the weekdays. But we'll do Friday, you, Saturday, Tuesday. If you get the chance, would you take a grappling opportunity? And is there anybody that kind of interests you that you would like to have a grappling match with, sir? Um... I don't know about specific names, but I would definitely like to. I actually got hit up um, to do submission underground last weekend, uh, but I my legs were still all bruised up and uh, like I wasn't even training at full capacity yet. And I was like, mm, I don't want some dude ripping at my knee, you know, when it's still swollen up, type of thing. Um, and you know they'd give you a jujitsu person that loves leg attacks after what you did on national television. That's definitely yeah. who you're fighting. I think people are going to think that I'm better at leg locks than I am. And then it's just going to be like, yeah, 
you know, that type of thing where, you know, that's kind of the problem with it. But, um, you kneebarred someone in an octagon. (laughs) You are the problem. Yeah, that's fair. I always wanted to do like a combat jujitsu match. I think slapping some dude in the face kind of seems fun. It's like, uh, the parts of fighting that I like the most that I'm the most confident with, you know, like no hitting until you're on the ground. Yeah. The Diaz brothers style. I think I could TKO some dude with just, you know, some light slaps to the face type of thing. There is precedent for that because there is the young Keith Kikorian who you're about the same age and about the same niceness level, I would say. And uh, Keith recently competed in his first uh, slap jitsu match and ended up getting the second knockout via slaps in uh, combat jiu-jitsu history. So... I think that's huge. I think they would welcome somebody like you at, at one of those opportunities. I would also maybe bring this up to most people. Chase, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you a brown belt right now? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that last part? Not I a problem. Are you a brown belt right now? Close your eyes if you're a brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chase, are you a brown belt at the moment? Oh. It's getting real, like, choppy. I don't know if it's Safari. I think Safari is, like, real shitty for, like, uh, streaming stuff. That might be the case. That's the thing that replaced Ask Jeeves, right? No, what belt are you in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is kind of what we're trying to ascertain. I'm just trying to pick up whatever I can right now. Wait, oh. (laughs) There it might go. just be my, my voice that's a problem, but we're trying to figure out what belt you are so we know how scared we oh. should be. Uh, brown belt. I'm, I ran out of room for tape, though, so <laughs> I'm going to start ripping stripes off. <laughs> that's fair. And the reason why I was asking that is because I think trying to pair you up with somebody who makes sense with you as being a pretty prominent MMA star who also is a brown belt, is a difficult thing to match up because otherwise you're getting all these people who go, I have a brown belt, I want to take him on, I've seen him heel hook one guy, and I want in. So it's not all things being the same here. So that's why I'm glad you're open to it. I think we'll pass this on over to Eddie and those guys, but I'm pretty sure they hear you. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they contact you for something like that. Yeah, that's kind of the thing too is I, I want the ones that kind of make sense more. Like, I think it'd be fun to kind of grapple uh, some more UFC guys, even if they are, you know, like higher level or, you know, like they're a black belt or something like that. But just, you know, other UFC guys that are, you know, a little more prominent. I think that'd be, you know, fun for me. Well, we'll work on that. We'll do what we can who, to pressure can find some out folks. Who were they trying to get you to fight at Sug? Do, do you mind saying or can you say or were they just seeing if you were available? Uh, they were just asking if I was available type of thing. Um, okay. I don't. I don't remember the name that they asked. That's yeah, a pretty that's good indication. It was a jujitsu fighter only. <laughs> so okay. That's the thing too is it's gonna be like a super high level guy that nobody's heard of type of thing, and it's like, oh, this dude just, you know, beat me up type of thing, and then it's you know. Well, not beat you up. Somebody submits yeah. you in grappling. Every grappler on the planet knows that still means he wasn't allowed to hit me. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> 
either way, we still look forward to kind of bringing you back into the fold at some point. And I know, obviously, it's not the right time with your leg, so we want to give that some time to heal. But in the future, we're receptive to watching you. Not like that matters, but we're just letting you know we're throwing that out there. Yeah, I'd like to do it. That's the one thing I like about the idea of combat jujitsu is just that, uh, you know, like the hitting makes jujitsu so much easier. Hmm. Like, uh, you Wait, know, getting in the what do you mean? Positions, Go on. Yeah. Get, getting in like the stalling positions instead of having to, you know, like something like, uh, you know, my heel hook uh, last weekend or the weekend before or whatever. Um, I don't know. Time's kind of escaping me right now. But, uh, <laughs> You know, a position like that where you'd have to, you know, try to attack other, um, you know, parts of the body to get their mind off of it or, you know, to try to sweep or pass or something like that. Instead of having to worry about that, all you have to do is just hit them in the face. It makes it so much easier. Slap I, them. You got to say yeah, slap them. It. They're going to de- DQ you well before in the rules meetings. Hit them oh, I'm going to hit this mofo. Well, have you done a com- have you done a combative jujitsu match? I mean, for for everybody, there's jujitsu, which is you can't hit them in the face at all. There's combative. There's there's essentially combat jujitsu where you're allowed open palm strikes when you're on the ground, right? It, it, there is a caveat. So. And then there's MMA, which is what you do, which is <laughs> good luck. Go ahead and murder. You got 15 minutes to wear a cup. This is yeah. in the middle. Have you done a just a combat jujitsu match? No, I. Uh... I just think that would be my only, uh, you know, I'd like to do more gi competition, actually, where I don't have to worry about the leg lock stuff, at least not heel hooks. Um, but that's kind of the thing is I, it doesn't make sense for me to pay to compete, um, you know, to get hurt or something versus, you know, pay, uh, getting paid to do it, you know, in like the cage or something like that. Um, but I, you know, I started off doing gi jiu-jitsu and that's always been kind of my first love as far as the competition goes. Um, but I think the combat jujitsu would be easier for me than something like EBI rules, um, you know, without it. Right. Well, I, I've watched 64 EBI matches and I just learned a new rule Sunday. So good news there. I lost my first meniscus surgery to a purple belt who heel hooked me in a gi. And you know why? Cause he's an asshole chase. That's, that's why. What are you doing next? Has the UFC already called you to try and get another fight? Are you bouncing around? I mean, it's pandemic, so let's. Normally, a fighter would win a fight like you won. They would either be talk, they would be talking to the UFC. They'd be traveling. They'd be training, right? Because people, people don't understand when we see something like what you did. We're going to call you and bring you to our gym to show us how you did that, right? That's that's the beauty of performing at a high level. What are you doing right now as the as we're in this pandemic? Is it the same type of come to a seminar or is it let's just wait and see? What's the UFC saying? Give us some ideas. Uh pretty much we like between fights is just kinda, you know, waiting for them to hit us up type of thing. Um but right now my my thing is I want to, you know, as much as I can travel around to these gyms and kind of just It's always right as he's about to hit the verb. Yeah. Oh, you're back. All right, I he's, think we're back. You're uh, traveling yeah. around the gym. It's building the skill set as far as the striking goes. Um, 
you know, trying to learn more. If I could, I'd like to go, you know, train with Ryan Hall some more. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my main thing is just I'm trying to make the most of the time in between fights to just kind of, you know, bring the skill set up so that hopefully the next time Joe Rogan's a little nicer to me and I don't have to, you know, cry myself to sleep or something after watching the fight. <laughs> you were mentioning Thailand as a random thing. How real is that as a possibility? And I know that because the way it sounded was they were kind of asking as a follow-up question, but you go, yeah, I'd be interested in Thailand. And they go, are you really going to go to Thailand? You go, yeah, sure. Why not? I'd go there. I was is actually, that a real thing? I was looking at flights. Uh, we were just going to be like, okay, like January 3rd or 4th, I'm going to Thailand for a month. But uh, it looks like it's a little more complicated still to get there. Um, I thought they might have been more open than they were. Um, but yeah, one of my things was trying to go to you know, like Tiger Muay Thai or somewhere like that. Just spend a month down there and just kind of study the, uh, you know, just the striking aspect of things. Like not even, you know, spar any crazy Russian dudes down there. Just, you know, just do privates with some dude that's been doing Muay Thai since he was a little kid type of thing and just try to, you know, soak up as much knowledge as I can because the thing is the fights aren't getting any easier. And, you know, the other guy's striking is getting better, you know, with each fight. And, you know, mine is too, but it's just, I need like a, I need to make bigger leaps than I have been, I think. And I think that would have been just a real good way to kind of get down there, just disconnect from everything else and just kind of really focus on what I need to focus on. Yeah, it looks like you're trying to live the Bruce Wayne League of Shadows sort of life right now. Like, you know that you need to go up it, you need to be in the ice for a little bit, go out, have it a journey and then come back and you're Batman. I get it. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Speaking of sure. spelunking, you have big thighs and need to shave. Don't forget Manscaped. This season, terrible. Verbal terrible. Tab 15. So let's ask this. It's actually Verbal Tab. Just Verbal Tab is the code for Manscaped. Oh, my bad. I'm, I'm on the Nogi. It's, it's a different one, Kev. Just don't fuck up the fucking promo codes. Uh, Chase, listen, dude, we've kept you longer than we said we were going to. We appreciate your time. Uh, we wanted to give you an opportunity to say whatever it is you want to say. Um, you can obviously shout out your sponsors, shout out the people who helped you win this fight. But we're going to address and give the floor to you, sir. So floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as shout outs go, just kind of my team, uh, you know, combat sport and fitness um, here in Enumclaw, Washington. Uh, pretty small town, but, you know, we have a lot of quality guys. Um, you know, we have myself, and then uh, my teammate Joey Perotti is in uh, 1FC. Over in the Gary production. Team, the 1FC you know, business. A... Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, sorry. It, it cut out, so I was trying to make sure I was still on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, CTRL Industries is my, you know, more jiu-jitsu sponsor, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of about it for me. That's good stuff. Chase, I got to tell you, man, you are incredibly kind uh, with your time. You're also incredibly kind to, uh, you know, send us a nice note. I'm going to send this on over to my good friend Frosco, who did the bulk of the heavy lifting on the breakdown of your, your technique. Did you have any notes for him? Did you have anything that we missed on that? Because a lot of times when we put it out there, we just go, I think this is a pretty good summarization. Yeah, I mean, I, I barely know what I'm doing at the time. Thing, so... <laughs> I feel like it was a good, uh, uh, the one thing was like, uh, kind of a funny, like story about that. We were in the back drilling it actually. And our commission guy, he was like, a got a thick, like New York accent. 
He's like, hey, I don't usually say anything, but uh, whatever you're doing there, that's pretty cool. Keep that up. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. Just as I'm like, you know, doing an Imanari on uh, the guy that I brought with uh, as my corner. And then uh, I was like, okay, cool. I'll keep that in the back of my mind. And then I was able to throw it out there. And then after he was like, hey, you did the thing. And I was like, yeah, I did. Thanks. Did you have just a those weird, weird little interactions? It sounded like you had a weird guardian angel that just shows up in a, like a Christmas movie that goes, <laughs> "Hey kid, you're doing pretty good there." Is that accent fake? Nah, kid, just believe in the magic. <laughs> and then they come back at the end. It's like I always knew you could do it. So good mm. for you, man. You had a hallmark ending to your year, whereas most people have not. Hey, man. No, I. I. The reason I bring it up is because we wanted to do a fun segment. We've been talking about doing it for a while, and we thought you'd be the first person that would be perfect for us to do that so we're happy you liked it we're happy it all worked out here and we appreciate you coming on man we've obviously been watching you for a while and we were pretty stoked we we didn't know that you followed us for so long but we, i don't know where you found us but we were pretty thrilled because i go oh shit he's seen all of our jokes have we said nice things about him i think so <laughs> yeah so no i i appreciate you guys having me well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to close this on up. Kevin and I are going to say a few parting words. We'll say bye to you off air. But ladies and gentlemen, please thank you so much to our good friend. Extend a nice thank you to our good friend, one, Chase Hooper. Chase, thank you much. We'll see you off air in just a second. Kev, do you have any departing words before we get on out of here? You can see me in a slap jujitsu match with Chase Hooper covering this no, ball. Watch someone don't. 100 pounds more than someone get beat up and cry <laughs> on national <laughs> national internet no i got nothing so sorry about my voice merry christmas to everyone except the people that work at the virginia dmv <laughs> we thank you guys for watching the live installment of verbal tap we'll be back next week we're going to do a recap episode in the meantime you can go catch up with all the latest episodes of grappling hour that your ears want we're also putting up our 10 best episodes for both verbal tap and for grappling hour this week if you haven't seen those we're creating playlists on our youtube pages we hope you enjoy them but as kevin mentioned have a merry christmas and uh good night and good fight and Please note, the new number is...